Welcome to our podcast. Here you'll find some great information to help you overcome life's challenges and gain a fresh perspective. All you need to do is have an open mind, an open heart, and lots of curiosity. And I do hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to my little podcast of Big Wisdom. And it's so good to be back in the studio. Last week's podcast was about coping with grief and understanding more about the grieving process. And I'm really grateful that I'm able to share these things with you. Something that came to me this morning was a saying. It just appeared in my mind and I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Life is fragile. Life is so very fragile. And as I was responding to some messages that had come in overnight uh, on social media, I saw a post come up in my newsfeed and it was shared by a friend. And it was a video from lifebuzz.com. And so when we think about life being fragile, it comes down to us not taking advantage of it. And this video displayed a picture of a chalkboard in New York. And the chalkboard got people writing down what their biggest regret was. People didn't write things like driving a new car or living in a specific area or a house they should have bought. Instead, they wrote things like not applying to university, not following my passion, playing it safe. These were the heart things, heartfelt things that people wrote. And if you go and have a look at this video, it's, it was posted by Australia University. It's a lesson for everyone that we don't need to regret what we don't do. Rather, every day, we should see life as an opportunity to do the things that we will never regret. And that brought to mind a post that I'd read last year, uh, and it's been something that's been going around for some time. There was a lady called Bronnie Ware, and she ended up working in palliative care, where she spent many years helping those who were dying to die well. And some time later, she compiled a list of the five most common regrets expressed when people she cared for talked about the things that they regret as their life was coming to an end. And I'd like to share those five things with you now. And as I share those five things with you, we're going to look at how we can then overcome regret. So the first thing that she wrote about was that people wrote... I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life that others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realise that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it and they reflect, it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people haven't honoured even half of the things they wanted to achieve and have to die knowing that it was due to the choices that they made, or hadn't made in some cases. Health brings a freedom very few realise until they no longer have it. And that line got me thinking, how many of you at this moment in time have health issues that you're not dealing with? 
You know, how many people are looking to lose weight, get fitter, go and have that checkup at the doctors that they keep putting off? The ladies out there, how many of you have been saying, I need to go and get my smear test done, but you still haven't had it done? How many of you gentlemen have been saying, I'm going to get my prostate checked, but you still haven't got your prostate checked? How many of you are really just taking this life for granted? And actually, in not dealing with these things, you run the risk of having a regret. The, other, the second thing that was written was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. This came from every male patient that this lady, Bronnie Ware, nursed. They missed their children's growing up. They missed school plays. They missed Christmas parties. And they missed spending time with their partner. Women also spoke of this regret, but not in as much depth as men. But as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been out to work and weren't the breadwinners. All of the men that this lady nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of work, just existing. You know, when I think of my childhood, my dad worked very, very hard, and I'm very fortunate to still have my dad around. He's a young, bouncy 71-year-old. But I know growing up that my dad worked very, very hard to provide food on the table. And there was many times that he wasn't there for us. And he's enjoying my nieces and nephews now in their, in their young years. But he wasn't around many of the time for us. And I totally understand that that was because he had to work hard. But I know there's part of him that wishes he hadn't. And so if you're listening to this podcast, and there's an element of you that's maybe putting work before family... And take a moment to just stop and ask, will I regret this when I'm older? And what will my children really think and say when they know I had a choice? The third regret was people said they wish they had the courage to express their feelings. Many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others or because they didn't feel in they were embarrassed or too vulnerable to express their feelings. And as a result, they settled for mediocrity and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment that they carried as a result. You're worth more than that. Much, much more than that. If at this moment in time you feel that you can't express your feelings because you're not brave enough to do so, I'm giving you the gift of courage today. Accept it. Take it with both hands. Daring to be courageous and vulnerable will bring you big, big rewards. Being able to wear your heart on your sleeve and open yourself up to vulnerability and sharing your feelings will bring you the biggest rewards, I guarantee you. The fourth thing that people regretted was wishing that they'd stayed in touch with friends. Often they'd not truly realised the full benefits of old friends until their dying weeks. And it was not always possible to track them down. The good news is that now, you know, this, this, this um, survey was done years and years and years ago before the advent of social media in its entirety. And now we can get in touch with old friends. But many had become caught up. And I know that this does apply to us now. We can become so caught up in our lives that some friendships slip by over the years. And there were many deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and effort that they deserved. Everyone misses their friends when they're dying. We don't need to go there. If there's a friendship that you know that you've let slip and you need to re-establish connections, do it today. Reach out. Don't waste time. 
And the fifth regret that Bren Bronnie Ware wrote about was a real epiphany. She wrote about people wish that they had let themselves be happier. And this is a surprisingly common one. Many did not realise until the end that happiness is simply a choice. Peace is an inside job. And they had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions, as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were happy, they were content, when really deep down within they longed to laugh properly and have silly moments in their life again. This is really truthful and beautiful advice, even though it's a bit hard to think about. Take it from those people that were surveyed, that have been there and have now gone, and don't make the same mistakes. Share these points with other people, discuss them, talk about them. Don't keep this hidden from yourself, more importantly. Don't be afraid to talk about this. You know, I often hear people say, no regrets. And I do a big talk on that when I go around doing talks all over the country in leadership. Life is fragile, and equally we have a choice not to live with regret. So how do we overcome regret when we've experienced it? Well, I just want you to think that there's no such thing as life without any regrets. Regret is both a feeling and a pattern of thinking where we can dwell or constantly replay and think about an event or a reaction or an action over and over again. And then, because we replay them so many times, we make them painful and they become a burden and then they interfere with our present happiness. They cause us grief and they restrict us from having an open heart and they restrict us from actually even having a bright future and it could become unproductive. So I just want to talk you through how you can overcome some of those things. If you find yourself overcome with regret, you need to start identifying your feelings. What is that regret? We need to learn to forgive ourselves and move on. Easier and said than done, I hear some of you say. Well, let's break this down. Firstly, we need to learn what regret is. Regret is a critical way of thinking or feeling in which we blame ourselves for things that happened or should have happened or didn't happen. Productive regret can help you learn to change your behaviour for the future. Unproductive regret, where you completely blame yourself, can create chronic stress which leads to health problems. And you do not need to take yourself down that route. Regret can be over things that you've done or not done. Today, I want you to start moving forward. And I want you to turn your regret, whatever that may be, into productive regret where you learn from it. So we need to identify your feelings of regret. These differ from person to person. And as I said in my Coping with Grief podcast, one size doesn't fit all. You can have feelings of sadness, loss, remorse, anger, shame, anxiety. There's a whole breadth of emotion. But you need to identify what that feeling is and what it's related to. I urge you to write the feelings down and start journaling. Let the feelings flow. Let the pen move across the page. Or if you're typing on a computer or a laptop, you know, or on a smartphone, whatever it is you're using, a tablet, let the feelings flow. Let the thoughts come out. Because constant rethinking them and replaying them over and over is just going to make you poorly. But if you put pen to paper or you put your finger on a keypad and start typing, I promise you that just getting that burden down onto paper or onto a notepad, whatever it is you use, will help take that burden away. Because you can start to identify where that's coming from. 
And then as you consider where that regret comes from, you can start to look at it. Typical regret experiences include education. Many people wish they'd pursued more of an education. Many of people think that they should have chosen a different course in their education. And sometimes when people are struggling with finances, they look back and think that if they'd taken a different path with their education, maybe their finances would be different. Well, that's all good in hindsight, but that's not going to help you move forward. Lots of people have work experiences. Did they choose the right job? If they've been made redundant, could they have done something better to hold on to their job? You know, other people have family regrets, relationship regrets, marriage regrets, all of those different things. We need to start to identify them and then we need to start dealing with them. You can use things like CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy. You can go and speak to your GP who can help get you referred if that's something you feel you need. Or you can do something even simpler than that. Like I said, writing down your regrets starts to help unburden the mind. When we have regret, people often wonder why, why they acted in such a way. And this is often where people become stuck. So, here we go. List your regrets and any questions you keep asking yourself. For example, you might wonder why you acted the way you did. Go through your list and change the why questions into what's next questions. This is huge and can transform, not just change, but transform your thinking. And you might be questioning now, well, what's the difference between change and transformation? Change is just in the mind, really. But transformation is a physical thing. It will transform the way you do things. It will transform the way you behave. It will transform the way you look. And transformation is the big thing. For transformation to occur, you need two things. You need knowledge and you need revelation. And unless you're willing to explore these things, you can have neither. Knowledge will come from you getting to know yourself better. That takes courage, it takes strength, it takes curiosity. It can be frightening, but you can do it. And then when you start to go through this period of learning more about yourself, having more knowledge about the things by writing all of this stuff down, you will have a moment of, rev of revelation about yourself and your circumstances. I guarantee it. And that will bring you transformation. So I dare you right now to get courageous enough to start writing this stuff down. Then you need to accept that there's a lesson to be learned in the things that you've written down. When you've asked yourself, when you've looked at why, when you've asked that question and then you've turned it into what's next, you are now going to put the what's next into a lesson learned. So what lesson have you learned from that experience of regret? And what can you do better in the what's next part? Apply what you've learned. When you apply what you've learned, this is what's going to give you the transformation. So you've had the knowledge part where you've written stuff down. You'll experience the revelation when you look at what's next. And then when you apply what you've learned, that's when you're going to have the transformation. And that's what's going to help you overcome and influence your future in letting go of how to deal with your regrets. Because this is what you're really looking for. You're looking to influence your future in a different way. You don't want to be like those terminally ill patients that are living with regret and have no chance of doing anything about it. Your life right now, as far as we're aware, for those of you that are listening that do not have a diagnosis of terminal illness, you do not want to live your life as if you have a terminal illness, thinking that you're stuck and you can't do anything about it. 
You want to live your life as if you now have a blank canvas. You have the power to influence your future. You are in full control of everything that you do. It's time to rise up at this moment in time and realize that you can take control. You need to recognize that inside you, you are equipped with all the skills and resources that you need to move forward. It's going to take some effort. And it's not easy at times, but you have, you have the ability to take note. So the three things I want you to take away from today are writing down your regrets. Write them down, be honest with yourself. You don't have to show anybody else this, but if you do, how courageous is that? Because in showing somebody else these things, you may be helping them move forward too. And that's what life's all about. It's about helping and sharing with each other. So you're going to write down your regrets. You're going to list why. Why do you regret them? Then you're going to look at what's next. Then you're going to apply all of the things that you've learned so that you now influence your future in the most positive, productive way possible. Your life may seem fragile, but you have the ability to live the most abundant life possible if you will be willing to apply the things that I've just shared with you. So I want you to go away now and realize that it's you that's in charge of your life and you can live your life with no regrets. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you found it valuable. I'm really excited. You can now download the Big Wisdom app in the App Store on iTunes or if you've got an Android, you can download it on Google Play. Equally, if you'd like to connect with me, come over to Twitter where you'll find me at Debbie Huxton. And I'd love you to join the family over on Facebook. You just need to look for my public profile, Debbie Huxton. And if you're ready to take things a little bit further, a little bit deeper and want more information, a successful life is closer than you think at www.debbytv.co.